You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For all things ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host... Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan Matthews alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts, that is Spotify, that is the Odyssey app, wherever. You get your podcast, Pete Street Football is there. Bo Morgan, we have finally gotten the news. Not too much has happened on this bye week, but the big shoe dropped. Desmond Ritter officially named the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Where were you when it happened, Squid Billy? You know, we always love to ask where were you when it happened. Where were you when 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 the news finally came down? Um, well, I mean, it's it, first off, I mean, you know, this is a business where everyone wants to toot their horn and talk about how yeah. great and smart they are. Um, yeah. I thought I thought that we had uh pretty much set that up on Monday and Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, with 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 the pod and that that this was a move that was about to be made um right. i was so it was somewhat it was very expected but i was actually getting ready i was about to leave my house and go play. you know a lot of you know i'm off from dukes and bell this weekend mm-hmm. um yesterday was my yesterday was like the only day that was somewhat decent um weather here in right. atlanta and so i went and played uh, 18 so i was i was packing the truck and i got um i looked down and saw uh that the that that um, it had kind of broke and people were reporting it. And then, uh, um, so then I started getting some text messages from some people about certain things. And, 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 um, and so, yeah, I mean, that it's, uh, it's just a normal day and I just took it like, okay, well, I mean, kind of expected. I thought, yeah, I thought at that point, it's kind of what we thought would happen. Right. Yeah. It was honestly like, for me, it was kind of anticlimactic. It was like, oh, okay. Like they finally confirmed it, but like you said, it was it was something we expected. And shout out to Lola one time. What's up, Lola? <laughs> oh, she, she heard. She heard. Yes, she did hear. She did hear. Um, don't you think? Don't you think though? It would have been. Um, it would have been. I think it would have actually been a bigger deal if it happened um, in the middle of a game. I think yeah. it would have been more of a shocking thing. I think right after what happened, the talk was the way he handled the press conference. Um, I think it was kind of like you said, expected um, yeah. after the way everything went down, how the, the tune changed and all that kind of stuff. So I just don't think, right. I think your point, the shock factor was kind of taken out. Yeah. And I mean, if you really listen to not only what Arthur Smith has been saying leading up to this point, but kind of the way he's been saying it too, you know, the, the verbiage has kind of been there. The mannerisms have kind of been there. And you can kind of hear in his voice that a, that a change was coming. So, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not calling myself a psychic by any stretch of the imagination, but the writing was on the wall. I mean, we could all see it, and this was the perfect time to do it. Now, the the one little caveat that kind of kept a shred of 
a shred of doubt that this might not happen was the fact that you brought this up uh, a numerous amount of times was the fact that his first start would be in the Superdome in New Orleans. His first start, a, a very, a very, uh, now nah, I can't think of the word, a very tough environment to play in, to say the least. Hostile so, environment, yeah. It's yeah, hostile, hostile thank you. That's the word I was looking um, for. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard, if you've ever been a, if you've ever been to a game there, um, it's, I have visited, I think the only current NFL stadium in use that I haven't been to is Allegiant Field in, in, in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. I think I've been to all the others. Well, mm-hmm. uh, let me, let me actually, um, I'll take that back. Um, the Baltimore, I haven't been to yet, but I'll oh. go there. We'll be there Christmas Eve. Right. So, um, uh, you know, uh, CenturyLink or whatever they call Lumenfield, whatever they call Seattle now, is one of the toughest. Yeah. Um, the link in Philadelphia is very is not a, not an easy environment. Um, right. And um, you know, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City is a fun environment. It's a tough one, but the, to me, the Superdome is. Um, Little Caesar filled, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's, <laughs> it, when it's rocking for a Falcon Saints game, there's nothing tougher. So I'm, mm. a, I'm a little, I was a little surprised that maybe they did it. They waited and they didn't just go ahead and maybe do it last week if they were thinking about it, if this was this close. But right, but yeah, it's a tough environment. It's hostile, man. It is, you know, and it's it's and it's really about the the, the noise, the noise. Yeah. they crank up the speakers in there with the yin yang twins, and they really get it <laughs> rocking. And um, so, it is not going to be easy for Desmond Ritter um, a week from Sunday. And let's go ahead and talk about kind of what our expectations are and maybe what they should be for Desmond Ritter on Sunday. Because again, we do have to remember. Like, I know we're all excited about seeing what Desmond Ritter is, what he's going to bring to the table, just how ready he's going to look. But we have to remember, this is a rookie quarterback. He is going to make mistakes. This is going to be a huge adjustment for him because we know he played in the preseason. We know he's been practicing, but nothing, nothing can truly get you ready for NFL regular season game speed until you play in it. So, what should be some realistic expectations for Desmond Ritter in your mind, Bo? Well, let's look at first what he did in the preseason Mm -hmm. where he completed 60% of his passes for 430 yards. He threw the ball. It was 34-56 with three touchdowns and a couple of picks, and he did have eight carries for about 60 yards, a little under 58. Um, So let's let's look at Marcus's stat line last week against Pittsburgh. Um, 15 of 25 for 174 with a touchdown and a pick and six rushes, 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's pretty, yes. that's, yeah. that's probably <laughs> a lot of what you're going to get. You're looking for accuracy, you know, mm-hmm. um, from Ritter and he's not the most accurate quarterback either. That's what I don't understand. Everyone, you know, the, the criticisms of Ritter are in, in the draft is what were criticisms of Mariota this year by this fan base, you know, inaccurate at times, um, you know, what, what is, I'm, I'm going to be looking for his pocket presence and how he kind of controls a line of scrimmage pre-snap. 
And look, I want to see some balls where he has a chance to not, you know, I thought Marcus sailed some passes that he had a chance to set his feet and step into. And I keep, this is what kills me. Is guys go and select they, they there's there's guys on Twitter who think they're 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 film breakdown experts and stuff, and they'll take plays from the preseason and say, see, this is what Ritter does. He can step in a pocket. Well, yeah, you know, that's great in the preseason stepping in a pocket, but when right. they're game planning for the for for your offense and they know mm-hmm. how to create pass rush based off of game planning for certain players and matchups, that pocket might not be there. So right. I'm looking to see how he plays when that pocket breaks down. Is he forcing – is he going to force the ball in places? He's going to tuck it and run it quickly. Well, I, one guy uh, I saw that, you know, I was looking at this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, look at this here. See, see, see how he goes through his progressions. <laughs> well, again – he had time to go through his progressions. Right. It's also more than a two-man route. So there actually are progressions to go through. Yeah. There's been times where it's been two-man routes and one guy's running a clearing route. And 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 Marcus has had to pull it and run. They're like, well, it, 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 didn't, it didn't go through his reads. Well, you don't know how many reads he has because you're clearly because he has two. Right. And when, <laughs> and when the clear, you know, now there's times I thought he could hit a he, he probably could hit a clearing route, but that that's more of a that route's called a clearing route for a reason. So I, I just right. think that, you know, it's going to be one of those situations where, you know, you just want to see how he handles everything. And, right. and can he, and, and if, you know, can he not make that mistake that Marcus has made by forcing the ball at times? And those are the things to me I'm looking for. Uh, I, you know, at this point in his career, he just needs to manage the game at this point because he's such a, you know, he's still a young player. Right. And just don't do anything to lose the game for you. And I just think though that 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 people have people have kind of masked things like, well, you know, he 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 can't be any worse and all this kind of stuff. And I right. I wonder how those people are gonna feel if he doesn't play well. I hope he plays phenomenally. I've been stated yeah. numerous times I'm tired of hearing people people would rather be right than their team win because they right. don't like someone or they don't right. think that person's good enough to play for their team. And I think that there's been a lot of that with the Marcus Mariota. I want, I definitely want to see Desmond Ritter do well. And, you know, there, I, I think there are ways like, even if we don't necessarily go four and zero down the stretch, I definitely think there is, you know, I definitely think there is still a way for Desmond to do well. And, you know, the, the win record might not necessarily reflect it just because of, you know, the teams you're going up against and, you know, other factors that go into it. But I do want to ask you this, Bo. Do you think, because I have heard this sentiment, not as much, but I have heard it a little bit. Do you think four games is enough to truly get a good understanding of, you know, what everybody says, what we have in Desmond Ritter? I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Um, I think guys catch heaters in the NFL. I think look at Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb caught a heater back with the Eagles years ago. Yeah. And he got paid off of it. And he was nothing but a mediocre backup. I mean, would you best. call what would you real quick? I'm just interested since you said that. Would you call what Joe Flacco did that his Super Bowl year? Would you call that a heater? Or was you, was he a little bit more consistent throughout his career to call to not call what he did during the Super Bowl run a heater? 
No, I think he was too can I think he was more consistent. Mm. Um I think he was consistent enough of a player to say that wasn't a fallacy. Now, yeah. the playoff stretch, he played out of his mind. Yeah. And that's a heater. Yeah. What he did in the playoffs is a heater. Like look like look at everybody said everybody wants to kind of use the Matt Ryan thing. Well, look at oh, look at 2016. He was never close to that good or that good again. He and put up the same numbers the next year. <laughs> well, that and that's the thing. He put up the same numbers the next year um or similar numbers. The, yeah. the yards per average wasn't quite as as large, but he put yeah. up very similar numbers and he also if you go back to 2012, he had very similar numbers there. Exactly. So, but I would say no, I think Joe Flacco had a good 8 or 9 year stretch mm. and it was it was you know everybody put a a spotlight on his 2012 but if you look at it he was pretty much the same player that year he just mm. caught a heater that playoff run where it really elevated and made everything now he had a better year because they were a better team than most but right. they went to the playoffs every year he just got super hot in that playoff run and i think that's kind of put a little bit of a magnification but i think look if if he goes out there and just doesn't just looks overwhelmed completely I think there's a little bit of, you know, room to say we, I guess I'll put it this way. There's a better chance, you know, what he's not than right. what he is. Right. Um. And, and, I, and, and, and if he goes and completes 67% of his passes for 800 yards and six touchdowns and a pick in the next four games, I'm not sure one, if you're not in the playoffs and two, I'm not sure if you're going to get a real read. I don't know if I can say that's truly who he is. It'll certainly look that way, and fans will be clamoring, sign him, sign him, sign him, and then they'll be mad when you sign him, sign him, sign him, and, you know, it's long-term, and then he's not the guy. Um, So, because, I mean, look at what Nate McMillan did with the Hawks in that playoff, that short little stretch, that playoff run, and then you turn around, and, you know, it's been pretty much more of what he's been his whole career as a coach. So... Mm. And I'm not blaming all the Hawks problems, and this is not a Hawks podcast. I'm not blaming all the Hawks problems on on, on Nate. I think Trey <laughs> Young has a huge. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I think Trey Young is a big yeah. part of it as well uh, with the leadership. But I, I just think there's a better chance you know what he's not than what he is. Shout out to our guys at Nothing But Nest, by the way, Caleb Johnson and Deshaun Tate. To uh, Caleb, one who works for Nine Two Nine, and Deshaun Tate, who has done some work and still does some work from time to time for Nine Two Nine The Game. So shout out to that. Those guys, that's the Hawks podcast you got to go listen to when you're done listening to Peachtree football, of course. But I completely agree. In this stretch, you will find you will definitely find out what his flaws are, maybe more than what he excels at, like you said, just because he's he's going to be put in some situations that aren't favorable to him because Marcus Mariota has been put in some situations that aren't favorable to him. I mean, because again, the this was the right time to make the move and it was time to make the move but everything hasn't been marcus mariota's fault and you know he has been put in some non-favorable situations the o-line hasn't done a great job of pass protecting there only has been two man rounds because the o-line has had to you know put on mass uh pack pass protecting packages because of their lack of ability to you know block um so we're going to find out. We're going to find out, you know, just what that what kind of heart Desmond Ritter has. We're going to find out, you know, what what skill set is there. We're going to find out pretty 
we're going to find out pretty quick because this is going to be a, a tough game, tough environment. I am really excited just to see, you know, kind of how much of a gamer he is. You know, he was a he was a big time winner in Cincinnati. He kind of took that program to another level. And, you know, hopefully he can do the same thing with the Atlanta Falcons. But it's going to be real interesting to see. It's it's that time. And we're, we're going to find out just what Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter has. And I, I'm excited to see it. But um, that's going to kind of do it for us, Bo. I mean, do you have any uh, other final thoughts? Uh, I mean, by, this is the bye week. So, you know, we, we at least wanted to come on here and break the news and, and re- really not break it, but react to the news that Desmond Ritter has officially been named the starter but squid billy before we go is there any last thing you want to get off your chest uh you know no i've i think people have labeled me as a marcus mariota defender and supporter because yeah. i just spoke what i thought and i knew yeah. um i wish i can you know congrats and marcus obviously is not watching this but congratulations to he and his wife they had a they oh. had a they had their child i think monday or tuesday i know she went in labor on monday um but like i think i think we need to temper expectations. We don't know yeah. what we're going to have. Uh, we're all pulling for, for Desmond and, and I'm really interested to see, and I don't know, you know, I think, I think our pa- patient, we, we didn't have patience with Marcus at all. And mm-hmm. people said, well, he's gotten his chance and now that's why. Well, I hope we show more patience with Desmond over the next yeah. four games as a fan base. Um, than we did with Marcus. But I do believe the one thing I'll say is I do believe if something, you know, if they're struggling and there's a, you know, and, but the, and the game is in reach, I, you know, and Desmond is, is not getting it done. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he will, but it wouldn't shock me if to win the game, he didn't bring Marcus in. If yeah. And, it was needed. And you talked about this before, like where it could be a scenario where, you know, more, uh, Desmond, if things start to get really bad or, you know, like like you just laid out, the scenario you just laid out, if there's a chance to win the game at the end and Desmond hasn't really been getting the job done, bringing Marcus in to maybe finish the game, but then starting Desmond Ritter the next game just to kind of see what you have. Like you said, dude, this is a situation where you don't want to be jerking guys in and out of the starting quarterback position. So maybe Marcus comes in to finish a game, and but Desmond would – you know, start the next game. So that could definitely be a possibility. And like like you, I would not be shocked if that happens either. And just real quick to comment about what you said about uh, needing to have patience with Desmond. We definitely need to have more patience with Desmond because there is a difference between, you know, what Marcus Mariota was coming in and what Desmond Ritter is coming into the starting job. Marcus was already a veteran. You know, he had already had plenty of quarterback snaps he had already been a starting quarterback in this league before he was the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons Desmond Ritter has not been a starting quarterback in this league before this is going to be his first time being a starting quarterback so that one reason alone is the reason we need to have more patience with Desmond Ritter than we do with Marcus Mariota so those that's our one two three four five cents on Desmond Ritter finally being named the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons we'll see how it shapes out from here on but For Bo Morgan, I am Dylan Matthews. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, and subscribe to Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on the Odyssey app as well. (laughs) Until we talk to you guys on Monday, peace.